When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I can get used to this winning thing! It's the Bears Nation Podcast, powered by ONTAP Sports Network. DJ Moore has only run the ball one time this year. He's going to fake it to Fields and run it for a second time this year, and he's into the end zone! His first career rushing touchdown in the NFL! And now the Bears on fourth down and long at the plus 37. And he got the jump. It's a free play. Fields for Moore! We just lined up in a formation, and um, you know we try to get, just get him to jump outside. Oh, you smell like a winner. It's the Bears Nation podcast. Americans love a winner. Tab, this one is extra special. Tab back to back is extra special too. Looking to stack it on more. Here's your hosts, Kevin Lapka. That's the kind of winning attitude that's going to take this enterprise straight to the top. And Jake Hassan. Boos! I don't lose. I win. That's what I do. It's Bears Nation, baby. Let's go. All right, it is Wednesday, December 13th, Bears Nation podcast. Myself, Jake Hassan, joined as always by Kevin Lapka, who 30 seconds ago said, the Bears are so winning this game, and I'll tell you why in a second. So can't wait for that. Thanks for spoiling uh, the entire podcast. Yeah, right, yeah, right. God, See you guys that, later. This has been. Surely that was all that there was to it. Um, no, but it is a, uh, I mean, like we talked about on Monday, there's actually a reason to be excited Uh for this upcoming game uh, for the Bears and the Browns, and we didn't think we'd be here, and we are. And you have a reason to wake up. I mean, generally, hopefully you have a reason to wake up other than Bears football every week. But anyway, I digress. Games mean something. It's December 13th, and this game means something for the Bears. They're one game out of a playoff spot, still somehow hold the top five pick as their own pick. It's a very weird gray area that the Bears reside in. Um, But it's kind of fun, and it's kind of weird and interesting. And so... Now, let's just see where this goes. We've talked about the idea of running the table, talked about the idea of going three and one down the stretch and how they can help you. And you have some help on the way, too. Uh, you, If the Packers lose this week to, uh, I believe, the Bucks, if I know it's if you need the Seahawks to lose, you need the Vikings to lose, and you need the Packers to lose. Bucks at home so, against the Bucks. And you have a situation where the end of this week, you win this game, you could firmly be in position to be holding a playoff spot because the Packers face the Bucks, I believe, uh, at home, but still a Packers team that has kind of been floundering. They did not look great on Monday night. And then you have the Seahawks who are playing uh, the Eagles at home, which the Eagles haven't looked great, but you could argue that they're due for a bounce back at some point. Uh, in that same vein. So there's a potential, you know, win, not actually a win for you, but for you there. And then the Bengals, uh, the Vikings play the Bengals in Cincinnati with Jake Browning playing really, really well the last couple of weeks. And the Vikings, once again, going through quarterback controversy and turmoil. So with Josh Dobbs getting benched and now not starting uh, anymore. So 
you're in a position. Uh, the Browns defense, scary. They have been a top defensive unit all year, but they are starting Joe Flacco, and they will be mixing in Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Uh, so if the Bears continue to play well, I, I think this is going to be a rock fight type of game just because of you're going against the top defense and your defense has been playing well. So I feel like this game's going to be lower scoring, like a 21-14, 17-10 type of situation. But it's interesting, Kevin, and I will give you the floor now to uh, to tell the people why you are so optimistic, <laughs> as you usually are, but even more so this upcoming week. Yeah, well, we'll do a whole breakdown, but let's again, let's appreciate the moment, Jake. It is December 13th, and we're talking about playoffs. We're talking about a meaningful Bears game. We haven't had this feeling in a couple of years. Last year, we didn't have that feeling for the entire year. It was over in, in October, right? We thought it was over in October this year, too, and now we're here. I'm I'm happy. I'm excited. Now, is there a chance to come in here on Monday and it's like crap? Like it's it's over, right? Like there's there, this is why you have to appreciate this because sure. if they lose, now there is a chance. There is a chance they could lose and still get mm-hmm. in. There's a hundred percent a chance that they could get about, in eight yeah, nine. We talked about three and one, right? There, there's a chance that that happens, but you really, as Bears fans, you have to embrace the next four days. Yep. Get as excited as you can, because if they lose, you're not going to feel this way again, even this though there is, is the chance. This, this is your Super Bowl. Get excited, get amped up, and boy, do the Bears have, have an opportunity. Because it feels like every time I check my phone, Jake, every five minutes, a different Browns player is going on IR. Yeah. Like, five, literally, ten minutes ago, Grant Del Pitt, starting safety, great player. Player we talked about the Bears yep. potentially drafting a couple years ago. I think I had a mock to the Bears on IR the day before. Maurice Hurst, defensive tackle, 2IR. The day before, both tackles for uh, on offense, both tackles. Dewan Jones, Rick at Ohio State, great player. He knew him at Ohio State. He's a great dude. On IR. Jedrick Wills Jr., on IR. So you're talking about four starters there that just went to IR for the Cleveland Browns. And we're not, you know, you don't want to wish for injuries, you know, but right. this is the way it is. But it helps you in the this Bears instance. are among the healthiest teams in the NFL right now. Traditionally, yep. it feels like the Bears at this point are always banged up. Last they don't have years, last so. couple years. Guys on IR, not healthy. Eddie Jackson's healthy on December thirteenth. This is a miracle. <laughs> this is a miracle. So, I mean, if you, I mean, that's I, that, injuries don't tell the whole story. Sure, but that's where you start with this game. Is at the very moment you have the healthier team, you have the better quarterback, they have the better coach, but with the injuries that the Cleveland Browns have sustained. You, again, and I said this last week, I thought the Bears, and maybe it could have been hindsight, I, I said it because they beat the Lions, I think they have a more talented roster than the Detroit Lions. I just think the Detroit, Detroit Lions have a little bit more experience winning, potentially, with Jared Goff, who's Possibly been to Super Bowl, and, 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 and definitely a better coach. That's, that's a guy who you know was up there for coach. coach of the year. Sure, But at this moment, the Chicago Bears have a more talented roster than the Cleveland Browns. They have the better quarterback. They will be on the road. But the expectation is that you win this game. I know the Browns are 8-5, and five, and they got a top three defense in the NFL. And I have yet to check the line. This is stupid of me. Um, I believe the Browns are favored. Are they Are they really? That, that is, I could be wrong. I will that that is surprising seconds. after all the injuries. But I will say the expectation is that you should win this game, in my opinion. We'll break it down. But relish in this moment, Bears Browns fans. favored by three at the moment. Three? Well, they're at home as well. So th- so it's it's just the home field advantage in that game. But um, I'm excited. I think this is a great matchup for the Bears. And the injuries just play into the Bears' favor. So the, the, I am I'm excited, Jake. Let's go. We got 30 minutes here to, to hash it all out. Let, let's get after it.
Where do you want to start? Where do we start? I mean, I think it starts where everything starts for this team. Justin Fields. Okay. And okay. this is, and we talk about this is your Super Bowl if you're a Bears fan. This is Justin Fields' Super Bowl. I think if he plays well against this Browns Let defense. Let Yeah. I mean, you have people who are out there, say, and, and I've been one of the Justin Fields doubters, famously. Uh, and I wouldn't say doubters, skeptics. Let's put it that way. And... I think that this is an opportunity for Justin Fields because he's been playing well against so so you know defenses. The Lions have an okay defense. It's not it's top half of the league ish, but it's more average than good. You know, he lit up Washington, bad defense. Lit up Denver at the time, a terrible defense. Minnesota, okay, you know, and then he got hurt, obviously, and you know didn't play great in the Minnesota win either. So while he's played well overall. This is the true test, and I think that if he goes out there, he doesn't even have to light it up. I said it on Monday. If he puts up a set line that he put up against the Lions and you win, great. That's awesome. Then that's a, that's a huge resounding success, especially then if he goes on to torch the Cardinals and he goes on to torch the Falcons, and then he goes on to play well in Lambeau to end the year. Then there's your sample size. You know, freak injury dislocates the thumb. Okay, it might, you know, hindsight, and maybe he was dealing with a little rust in the Minnesota game, but... I digress into that. This is the test. The Browns are a top five unit. They've been that all year long. You know, they lost Denzel Ward. You know, Miles Garrett's banged up. But it's still a very well-coached unit, a, very, a top five unit. So for Justin Fields, if he plays well, let alone lights it up, let alone throws for 300 yards or something, which I don't think will happen. Uh, cold day in Cleveland. I think they're going to try and pound the ball. But that's the litmus test. That's the Super Bowl. For Justin Fields. Yeah, and it's where we talk about the Browns being so formidable, but you look at the past couple of games that they've played and, and the and the quarterback statistics against them. Trevor Lawrence, I don't know why he played last week. It's it, I don't want to attribute he's his three interceptions. all running through his veins. Yeah, that's exactly why. I don't want to attribute his three interceptions to an ankle injury, but he had 257 yards and three touchdowns. He did have the three interceptions, but... A good day in the air. Evan Ingram had 11 receptions, 95 yards, two touchdowns. We we said Cole commits right in that same range as Evan Ingram as a tight end in this league. And then the in the week before, when the Browns got destroyed by the Rams, Matthew Stafford, 279 yards, three touchdowns. Puka Nakua is out there getting 104 yards and a touchdown. Like we've talked about this Browns defense as impossible to pass on and impossible to run on. And here we are. The past couple of weeks, they've looked mediocre at best, I guess you could say. So Vulnerable. the opportunity is there. Now, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to set the expectations high for Justin Fields necessarily because I don't think <laughs> really? it's you about... I, yeah, for once Shocker. in my life. I don't think it's about statistical performance in this game. Like, if he wins the football game, it is a check mark for Justin Fields. And we talked about... Again, we've seen the, the good performances against teams in the past. That, that's not what this is about anymore. It's about winning games. Can you go into their house and walk out with a win? If you can do that, even if you do make mistakes, right? I mean, because think about the way we looked at the Minnesota game. You know, we almost found it even because he made a ton of mistakes. It wasn't a great statistical performance, but you walked out of there on Monday night on the road with a win. If you do that again against Cleveland... Another check. You would have won three straight games, something he's never done in his career. He never won two in his career in a row. This is your chance to build something, and I think it's all about the win. But, but, I do think, you know, if we're talking about the now, because we've evaluated all these teams through 15 weeks now. But let's let let's talk about and recency bias is, is real, but it's also it's momentum. It's the way you, you've been playing recent. Like these things are real. And what's real is the past couple of weeks, the Browns' defense, I wouldn't say maybe mediocre at best was a wrong term, but 
Vulnerable. Vulnerable. That's the word I'm looking for. Vulnerable. And are, is Matthew Stafford probably still a top 10 quarterback in the league? Yes. I think Justin Fields is right there with Trevor Lawrence right now, the way they've been playing. I mean, Trevor Lawrence's sure. season-long statistics have not been, you know, anything special. So I'm not approaching this as terrified of the Browns defense as, sure. oh my God, we have to we have to switch the game plan because of all these different things they're going to throw at us. Denzel Ward is still questionable. He might not play us. Their best cornerback who's you know one of the top paid quarterbacks in the NFL. We just talked about Maurice Hurst, a guy who generates a lot of pressure up the middle, also being gone. So uh, to IR, this is an opportunity for the Chicago Bears and for Justin Fields to have a good game against a good defense still and come out with a win and huge take on the resume. But I just, I, I, I people see the numbers. Right, you open up the ESPN fantasy app, and next to Justin Fields is Cleveland fifth yeah. best defense, and you're like, "Oh my God, he, he it's, he's not going to do anything." Look at the past couple of weeks; teams have been able to do things, and I think he, I think he'll throw an interception. I think Fields will make a mistake in this game. The Browns defense is very good at generating takeaways and very good at you know baiting quarterbacks into coverages and and Perhaps you know you know Miles Garrett's going to get after him in point two seconds. He's going to throw the ball quickly away. Like it, Justin Fields will probably throw an interception on Sunday, but limit the mistakes. Keep it to one or two mistakes the entire game. Still play well and get the win. That is a check for Justin Fields. I don't disagree that it's not a check, but I don't think that you can, like, let's put it this way. You can win the game and Justin Fields throws for 157 yards and one touchdown, but, you know, DJ Moore has another rushing touchdown or Cleo Herbert has two touchdowns and you still win the game. That's that's fine. That can happen. But I do still think that you have to take statistical, you know, performance into account because you're still like, like, let's be honest, you're still evaluating Justin Fields. This isn't signed, sealed, delivered. And correct. I, either way, Justin Fields is not uh, cemented as the starting quarterback of 2024. Caleb Williams is not cemented as the, the guy you're taking or Drake May, whatever. You're not cemented as taking quarterback number one overall. I think it still matters what the stat sheet says for. Justin Fields at the end of the day. I think he still has to have, yeah. like, and let me be clear. If he throws for 157 yards and one touchdown on, like, 17 pass attempts, then that's fine. You'll take that. that okay, then that then clearly your game plan was you're rushing the ball or maybe the defense has a couple takeaways and you don't, like, you know, you'll flip the field mm-hmm. and you're able to get some short field touchdowns. So maybe the game plan doesn't call for a lot of Justin Fields throwing. I still think that, though, this, like, even if you win the game, statistical performance does still matter in this instance okay. because you're still evaluating Justin Fields. You're still trying to figure out if he's the guy. I know you and a lot of our listeners think that he definitely is the guy, and I still lean more towards that way after his last couple of performances, but it's not over. It's There's it's still not four over. games left. So, And this is still a litmus test. So I, while I agree with you, the general point you're making that you go on the road, you win in enough place, that's the biggest thing, yes, definitely, for sure. But statistical performance still matters because you still have to figure out if this is your guy next year. But what's weighted more when you're evaluating that? The win or the statistical statistical performance? What's weighted more? And again, we can go on and on and on yeah, about context wins. Matters. Like, I don't think that Justin Fields' record as a starter should be a large reason why the Bears would move sure. on from him. But Definitely. if I'm thinking how the Bears' front office is thinking— and we talked about the confetti test, and we talked about 
Can can they see can they see Justin Fields being the quarterback of the future? They would like to see him walk into Cleveland and come up with a win no matter what happens, under any circumstances. And we talked about the fact that winning fixes everything. Even if you do have a bad stat line, it's going to appear better because you won the game. Now, if he has a game-winning drive. It, it, yeah. yeah, but it's all di- like statistical performance matters more if they lose because if they sure. lose and he has a bad game, then it's all it all crashes down. But mm-hmm. if they lose and he has a good game, you can start to spin the same narrative as we've been spinning the first three years. Right. What happened? With, was the play calling bad? Did the defense let him down for, you know, for the first time in, 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 in a while, right? Like, you can start to think about those narratives if he plays well. So, it really, that's what I'm saying. It really comes down to win or loss in, in, in sure. this game. But um, And he could have a bad game and lead a game-winning drive, and that's all anybody remembers. Exactly. Exactly right. Sure. So, uh, we'll have to see how it breaks down, breaks down. Let's go to the other side of the field here. Let's go to the Cleveland Browns, because I, I just think, I don't understand... I don't understand the narrative around the Cleveland Browns right now. And I think Browns fans themselves, I got a ton of Browns fans, uh, friends who are Browns fans from Ohio, right? I went to Ohio State. A lot of people Famously, there are Browns yep. fans. And I think they've tricked themselves into thinking like Joe Flacco can win them a playoff game. I think I think they've tricked themselves into I mean, believing the, that. The way he's and, been playing, you can't okay, like, but let's, completely so, throw so, that out the window. I mean, let's talk about this. All right. So <laughs> let's talk about the offensive line before. Jedrick Wills and Dewan Jones, two of their starting tackles, went to IR. Mm-hmm. 28th in QB hits allowed. 28th in QB pressures allowed. 24th in sacks allowed. And now you lose the two guys on the end who have to, one of them is going to have to stop Montez Sweat, a guy who's playing the yeah. best football of his career. Uh-oh. And yeah, Yannick Ngakwe today went to IR with a broken ankle. Didn't didn't see that happen on Sunday. Yep. But uh, that's a tough loss, but... The way Yannick Ngaku has been playing, it doesn't it doesn't crumble your defense. Sure, all right. Yep. It, you, you know, give opportunities to Marcus Walker, Rasheen Green. We'll see what they can do. Maybe they'll sign Terrell Lewis back, a guy who had a great training camp. But sure. this is not a good Browns offensive line statistically. And now you lose these two guys, Joe Flacco. I mean, this is a 38 year old dude. If Montez Sweat, second player of the game, drills Joe Flacco into the ground, yeah. It, this it's this guy didn't play football for three years. He didn't get yeah. hit for three years. If he drills, if he gets drilled into the ground on a cold day in Cleveland in that grass, Oof. an outdoor stadium, first play of the game, he's not going to be the same player for the rest for for, for the rest of the game. Sure. I can guarantee you that. He's seeing so ghosts. I, I seeing ghosts, and I think the Bears. You know, he's been fine against the blitz, but I think the Bears are going to dial some things up early and say. Dude, we're gonna we're gonna pummel you. We're gonna put you on the ground. Even if yeah. you do get the ball out, we're gonna push you. Make sure we don't get and, the rough in the passer. But this will be a litmus test for Matt Eberflus too, because can he notice and uh, identify these weaknesses that the Browns are dealing with and game plan for that? Can he like? I, I think this will be a good test for Eberflus too, because it's like okay, we can see these things. We can see what the Browns are dealing with and what you should do, how you should attack those. Can he? So if Matty, if Matty Fools does that and is dialing up blitzes right away out the gate and is trying to get after Joe Flacco because he knows that the Browns are vulnerable on the offensive line, I'll be very happy with that. But anyway, continue. No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, the, I, I just think now you have, again, the way, the way Joe Flacco has been perceived the past couple of weeks and his career resume does him a hell of a lot of favors, right? Sure. As a guy who's won a Super Bowl and people can always go back to that and say, well, you know, He's won a super. Like you're not talking about Jake Browning, who has never played in the NFL before. But when you talk about Joe Flacco, you say, "Well, maybe he's still got some of that magic in him. Super he's Bowl won winner. a Super Bowl. Yeah. He, uh, was he the MVP of the Super Bowl? I, I, I want to say he wasn't. I want to say I he wasn't. I'm, so. I'm not sure. But anyway, right? He's been there before. He's done it. He's he's been in the, in the league a long time. But 
let's look again. Let's look at these last two games because again, I I still think people perceive the Browns as like a top ten football team in the league. Oh, he was the way they're playing. He was the MVP. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. Jacoby Jones, I think would have would have been the only other option. Did he return a kick in that game? He did. I believe he did. So uh, Jacoby Jones snubbed for MVP in that game. Nonetheless, two weeks ago, this same Browns team, I believe at home as well, lost thirty six to nineteen to the Los Angeles Rams. 36 to 19. His first game. Art, His first though. game, sure. But fine statistical game. Joe Flacco had, I think he had like 280 yards. He had an interception and a touchdown. touchdown yeah. So, oh, he, he's serviceable. So then, you know, that's a 24th, or that's a 22nd ranked pass defense in the NFL in the Rams. So then he plays Jacksonville, the 30th ranked pass defense in the NFL. And he kind of carves them up a little bit, right? A couple touchdowns, still throws an interception, but the 30th ranked pass defense in the NFL. For a guy who's been around, they had a good game plan for him. All right, all things are jolly and great. And you barely sneak past him after throwing three after after intercepting Trevor Lawrence three times. You only win the game by four after just after winning the turnover margin uh by that much. That it is rare. We we talked about with the Bears against the Lions the first time. It's rare to lose a game in which you dominate the turnover margin. Sure. Um uh and the the Browns came in and they beat the Jaguars 31-27 despite uh losing or despite Winning the turnover battle, but they all yes. they all they almost should have lost it. So you're getting to this point now where okay, two pretty easy pass defenses. Now you play statistically a top five pass defense in the NFL, a pass defense that since signing Montez Sweat has gotten the second most uh, takeaways in the NFL. Right, they're generating a hell of a lot of pressure, and they're average. I think they're allowing the fifth most or fifth least, sorry, yards per game since signing Montez Sweat, and I believe the fifth uh, and they're ninth in points per game allowed. So this is a good Bears defense. We talked about this. So many, how many quarterbacks this year? Like, this has been an insane year for quarterback injuries, right? It's like every week guys going to IR. Yeah. And at the same time, every week this backup comes in and he does something magical. Hell, we saw it with Tyson Bajan, right? Yeah, it, it, it's happening every week. Jake Browning, Tyson Bajan, Josh Dobbs. So what happens? These guys come in for a couple weeks. They, they, they bait the entire fan base in the league into thinking they're good again. And then... Once teams have... Jake Browning might be good. Jake Browning, okay, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. But maybe. You can maybe make that argument. But once teams have a couple, two to three games of film on that player in this specific offense, sure. it comes crashing down and burning. And that's exactly yeah. what's going to happen on Sunday. The Bears have two games of film now with Joe Flacco in this Kevin Stefanski offense, understanding exactly what they want to do, a one-dimensional offense where they're going to try to run the ball against the, one of the, the top three rush defense in the NFL and the Bears, and the Flacco experience is going to crash down and burn. That That is what I see happening in this game. He's thrown an interception in both games. I think he's going to crumble. I think this round's offense is going to crumble. They don't have playmakers aside from David Njoku, and Amari Cooper is a shell of himself. And is he even active? I feel like Amari Cooper's been injured. But yeah, I don't think so. This is just, I mean, do you kind of see what I'm saying here with yeah. the Flacco experience? The magic is going to run out. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're you're absolutely right about we've seen this where quarterbacks have a run. People start talking about them two or three games, and then it all comes crashing down. I hope that doesn't happen to Jake Browning because if CJ Stroud's going to be out, I need him to take my fantasy team to the championship. I digress. Um, but. And I'm going to be honest, my heart is torn here because uh, I may have bet Joe Flacco comeback player of the year at a big price uh, before it came crashing down to 20. So, you know, I I personally would like Joe Flacco to have a good game, but the Bears to still win. Uh, That would be very helpful for me. I realize that I'll probably only get one of those things. Um, But no, you're right. And like you said, I mean, Joe Flacco was auditioning for TV. 
Like he was he was actively calling NFL Network and ESPN, and be like, "Hey, can I get a desk job here? Can I can I be on TV and be an analyst for you guys?" Mm-hmm. Like he was looking for something to do, and then the Browns were like, "Hey, you want to loft some balls to Elijah Moore on, on, down the field? Sure." And, and that's what he's doing. And, and you're right. I think that the biggest thing here is kind of what I talked about earlier. Can Matt Eberflus identify the weaknesses of the Browns and make Joe Flacco uncomfortable? Joe Flacco's a million years old. He ain't running out of the pocket. No. Like, that's not a thing that's happening. No. So can you contain, you know, like the play, um, the touchdown to Elijah Moore? He slipped past everybody, and he was wide open. Joe Flacco just happens out over the defense, and Elijah Moore walks in. And he barely caught it anyway, because that guy kind of stinks. But I digress into that. I don't know why I keep saying that a lot today, but I, anyway, whatever. Can you contain, like, stop that from happening? And like you said, the Bears' pass defense has been really good lately. I don't think Jaquan Brisker is letting Elijah Moore slip past him for a wide-open touchdown. I don't see that happening. I don't think Tremaine Edmonds is letting somebody just wander over the middle of the field and get whatever they want. That doesn't sound like something that's happening to me. Can Matt Eriflus make Joe Flacco uncomfortable? Can he say, okay, both their tackles are out. It doesn't matter that Demarcus Walker is going to be one of your edges. Can you get to the quarterback? theoretically you should be able to because he can't move. Their offensive line is completely banged up. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you have Montez Sweat. I think Montez Sweat has a potential here to have a huge game. Not that he hasn't had big games in the last couple of weeks, but I'm talking about like score a touchdown. You know, I, I'm talking about make something crazy happen, you know, and, and flip the game in your favor, maybe even off the bat. So I definitely think the opportunity is there. I definitely think that you have the players to make it happen. It's just a matter of can you game plan for it? And and like I said, this is going to be a test for Matt Eberflus 100%. and his coaching ability here because we can see it. So if he can't capitalize on it, that's an indictment on him. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, it just favors them in so many ways. And I think I don't think the Browns are gonna watch the film and test the Bears down the field. I mean, they might take a couple of shots, but you got to imagine this is really just, you know, a dink and dunk, ground and pound strategy for them. But the luxury the Bears have is Amari Cooper is healthy. I don't know why. I think he was hurt earlier in the year. Uh, he had seven or seven for 70 yards last week. He's still a shell of himself, in my opinion. Oh, He's yeah. not explosive. Elijah Moore can be explosive, but you famously not- wanted him on the Bears, though. <clears throat> Who, Cooper? Yeah. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Um, and, and right, right now, the forecast for Cleveland on Sunday is mid forties and rain. Yeah, exactly. That's so. perfect. Um, yeah, exactly. And I just, I, I don't. I'm not afraid. Uh, uh, David Njoku is a really good. T- I, I like David Njoku. Other than him, the guy burned his face off earlier that was in the year. He's like still playing at yeah. a high level. Just incredible. What? what a what a story. Um, good for David Njoku. Comeback player there. I don't know about that. I don't think that qualifies, but you're, you're, you love this award. This this is your I, favorite. No, I hate it, actually. I hate it with Just my Just bet tomorrow Hamlin and call it a day, okay? Like it's, At it's, minus 500? No, thank it's you. It's not that hard. Uh, but I don't, I'm don't. i not scared of any of these wide receivers with the ball in their hands, right? So if your strategy is, hey, let's get the ball out quick. We're going to run hitches, and we're going to run out routes, and we're going to say, hey, Amari Cooper, make guys miss. Well, guess what? You got two of the leading tacklers in the NFL in TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds who fly to the football. It ain't happening. You, you aren't getting yak on this team the way they're playing right now. I mean, this, this Bears secondary and this Bears uh, you, know, you know, linebacker core has flown to the ball. Everyone's crashing down. It's one of the main attributes of this Bears defense is everyone's really fast to the football and making sure that guys um, you know, guys aren't getting down the field and their tackling's been pretty good too. So, look, I, I just, 
the magic's going to run out, in my opinion. I could be wrong. Joe Flacco could elevate his performance. He could look better than he did last week, and he could really be you know, a, a Nick Foles-esque type story and win a playoff game. Sure, but from everything that I know, I think uh, I think that's going to be the case. So let's get to some bold predictions and some, some game predictions here. I'll start with you with a bold prediction. I got a really bold one, but uh, what do you got? Offense, defense, whatever it may be. We haven't done these in a while, so... Yeah, uh, we haven't as I was out. But um, no, I, I have two, one for each side. And I alluded to the first one a little bit. I think Montez Sweat gets a touchdown. I don't know if oh. it's a fumble recovery oh. or I don't know if he strips Flacco and takes the ball himself. Maybe it's an interception. I think Sweat has a huge game. I'll even add to that. I think Sweat has two sacks and a touchdown. I, I think it's a huge game for him. I think it really entrenches him as like the leader of this bears defense. And we start talking about finally, you finally have your captain after a long time. You have your, your guy that is the face of the defense uh, because he's vocal too. Like Cleo Mack was that silent leader. Like, Montez Sweat is in everybody's face. He's out here being like, yeah, this is my defense. So I think Sweat has a huge day. I'll say two sacks and a touchdown for him. And I don't know how bold this is, but I'm going to say that fields takes care of the football. Okay. For the second straight week, no turnovers. Okay, I'm gonna say that's, you said you yeah. think he throws an interception. I'm gonna say no turnovers for Fields again. That's another thing in the evaluation of Justin Fields for 2024 that we need to see. If he takes care of the football against this top defense, I think that's a great green check check mark for him. So no turnovers is my bold prediction for Justin Fields. Okay, I like that. I'm going with you a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. I think it's a pick six though. I just think that the Bears are gonna be able to jump routes. They're gonna play underneath uh, and they're gonna be really aggressive because who, Joe Flacco doesn't have the same arms. Say, your name. say uh. Let's do the man who deserves his. Actually, let's do Caligorin because I can see a little bit of a you know a jump in in front of a route on the slot, kind of like he did against the Patriots. Remember last year, uh, a play like that, little just jumps an out route. Obviously, we know that Flacco doesn't have zip on his throws, and I just think the Bears are going to be able to bait him into some to uh, some you know easy coverages, and uh, it's just it's just a good matchup for them. So I think the Bears get a pick six, and my other bold prediction. This is really bold. I think Joe Flacco gets benched in the game. Ooh, I, 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 I think Joe Flacco gets benched in the game. I, I, I think I don't know God, if the I Bears are going to be winning by enough at any point for that to be the case. But Fair. if Flacco throws a couple interceptions, if he gets banged up, right? If we talked about him getting drilled into the ground on a on a relatively cold day, and and he doesn't have it at halftime, you, they might say, "Hey, we need a spark." You know, we've got three points or six points at the half. We need a spark. Bring in the young kid who hasn't looked terrible. He has been, no. has been awful. I, he was He's hurt. Been hurt. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think Joe Flacco gets mentioned in the game, and that's really kind of just stemming off of you know the whole my whole narrative and the whole way I see this game going. Um, but you can't tell me that it's not out of the question that if he struggles and he looks like okay. And they realize, hey, okay, the Bears figured him out. The magic has run out for Joe Flacco that they might want to make a change and go with a spark. And I know that they it, it doesn't help my case because he said Joe Flacco is the start of the rest of the year. Sure. But things change on a game-to-game basis. Yeah, look if, what if, happened with Josh Dobbs. The Bears are up 24-0. If that were to happen mm-hmm. at some point, he ain't playing the rest of the game. So, yes, this is a, it, it's a possibility. That's my bold prediction. So, All right. Uh, quarterback predictions. I'll start. Uh, I think this is a rock fight. I don't think this is a very offense, a high offensive output for either team. Uh, so I'll say Fields, 18 for 25, 203 yards, one pass touchdown, one rush touchdown. I think it's good. I think it's encouraging. I don't think it's light the world on fire. I agree. Um, I'm in that same range. I'm going to go, I don't think they're going to throw a ton. I'll go 16 for 26, uh, 201. And I think he also has. 
two pat. He has two. Oh, this is another bold prediction I forgot to say. He has two pass touchdowns, no rush touchdowns. Yeah. Both pass touchdowns to Cole Komet. Um, just playing off of you know the way Evan Ingram and the Jaguars exposed the Jags de- or the Browns defense last week again. Ingram eleven receptions, ninety five yards, two touchdowns last week. Um, you know, huge output from him. So I think Cole Komet's going to get going. He hasn't seen the end zone in a bit. It feels like, and I think they're going to target him uh, against this Browns defense. So uh, I'm going to roll with that and rushing yards. I think he only gets like forty eight in this game. I think the Browns do a really good job of containing uh, quarterbacks on the run on the outside, and they're not going to get baited the way uh, the Lions seem to consistently do, which just seems like impossible that game after game after game, the Bears just, you know, continue to kill them on read option and, and, and things like that. But uh, I think the Browns will stay home and, and contain fields. But yeah, two touchdowns in 201 and 40, like that. That's good what day. we're looking for. Yeah. Uh, so, but will they win the game? Jake, tell me. I I think they do. I think that everything considered, the Browns injuries, Flacco starting, their offensive line being beat up, and I know that ties into injuries and that's the same thing, but specifically that, the way that the Bears' defense has been playing, the way that Montez Sweat has been playing, the way that the linebackers have been playing, Jaquan Brisker is awesome. And, you know, I have optimism that this offense can do just enough to get you a win. And so I'm going to say that the Bears do win this game. I think it's ugly. I think it's more than a touchdown, though. I think they win 20 to 10. Wow. More than a touchdown. 20 to 10. So we're going the Bears outline minus 10. Yeah. But we get a hell of a minus price on that. Uh, I'm with you. Just like the way this game is going to be. I, I think it's going to be sort of that rock fight, um, you know, sort of a rock fight that we've seen. I do think, though, I think the Bears are going to get into the end zone. I, I think we were joking around about uh, in the studio we were about, like, Kyle Santos getting five field goals in this game. The Bears winning, like, 15-6 to six or something like that. I, I think the Bears will punch it in. Uh, I think they won't take advantage of some opportunities. They're either going to, you know, be a three-and-out or touchdown on a drive-to-drive basis. So uh, I think they will kick one field goal. But I'm going to go 24-16 to 16 Bears win. I just don't have any faith in the Browns getting in the end zone. So I think they're going to kick three field goals uh, and maybe get in, you know, once on a, on a methodical drive or something uh, late in the game. But... I think this is going to be game controlled by the Bears. Again, I think they're going to get after Joe Flacco early and 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 really make him hurt from the start and and see if he can sustain that at his age uh, throughout the game. And uh, I'm with you, man. This is Montez Sweat's opportunity. This is the Bears' opportunity. And we talked about the stakes here and what can happen. You need a lot of help this week, but there is a scenario. There is a scenario where the Chicago Bears could be in the playoffs come Monday uh, in the NFL. What a world. This is where we're at. So not only are we rooting for the Bears, but let's just play it out there for everyone. We need the Bengals to win, the Buccaneers to win, the Commanders to win, the Eagles to win, the Panthers to win, and the Giants to win. If those one, two, three, four, five, six things happen, uh, and, and, and the Bears win, obviously, then the Chicago Bears are in the playoffs in this seventh seed. Actually, you don't even need the Bengals to beat the Vikings because the Vikings are, I mean, you just need to get in the seventh seed and, and, and jump the Packers. So uh, parlay all those together <laughs> and have yourself a great Sunday. I don't know how confident I am in the Panthers winning any games uh, the rest of the they year. They got to win one, but right? the sentiment remains uh, <laughs> that it's possible. But uh, if, if you like the Bears to win, uh, the alt spread minus nine and a half is five to one. The Browns so. fans are on the chat, Jake. It's, and the Browns it, are six and one at home. But yeah, I mean, situations are situational. That's like you, you have Joe Flacco anything. on a banged up 
offensive line. Also, how do fans of opposing teams always find the spot? Because I, I don't know. It just shows <laughs> up. Always it, every week. It's uh, <laughs> Don Purr's in a, here. It's and... every time. That's hilarious. Uh, Appreciate the comment from yeah, the Browns fan, you, regardless. Uh, the, I mean, that's fair. Uh, the Browns are six and one at home, but it's it's you have Flacco in a banged up offensive line in a game that's a rock fight and a Bears team that's playing well, playing better. So it, I mean, it could be could, we could be wrong, could totally be uh-huh. wrong. But it's just you know this is a Bears podcast, famously, so that's why we're uh, predicting this. But this has been Bears Nation podcast. We'll be back on Monday to break down the game. Maybe we're talking about the Bears in a playoff spot. Who knows? But regardless, we'll break it all down, what we saw, what we didn't see, our hopes and dreams going forward for this team. So join us for that. Until then, for myself, for Kevin, this has been Bears Nation Podcast. We'll see you Monday. And as always, bear down. Bear down.